in 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. Hello, everyone. So, unfortunately, Sam has run away to Cyprus, burning his skin, and he didn't want to do the podcast this week. So, I am your host, Jack. Welcome back. How was your holiday before we get started? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've not been here. I've, I didn't realise yeah. that. I've had two weeks off and we're, we should all go on holiday at the same time so it doesn't disrupt the <laughs> service so much. But, yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Harry. Get What, what are the socials, Harry? Yeah, oh, my God. Uh, the Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, Spotify, please rate us five stars, and YouTube. Bayliss, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. Very good. This is going to be an absolute car crash, but we uh, we move. So <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week the news broke that Man City wanted Mateus Nunes. A week later, the bid has been accepted. We'll go to you first, Jack, because you wasn't here to talk about it. What have you made of the whole situation of the late? Bid? Um, firstly, I was quite surprised because I, it's it's no secret that um, Pep has been a fan of. Nunes in comments over the past couple of years, particularly when he was playing in sporting. I think he said he was, you know, one of the potentially the best attacking midfielders in the world or in the mm. world or, or words to that effect. But uh, to come this late in the window when Nunes really seems to have been settled into, you know, our plans for the for coming season. And when, let's be brutally honest, given the reputation he came with and the price tag we paid for him has probably not lived up to the hype so much in a wolf shirt that, I thought maybe the reason that he wasn't getting his move to to Liverpool originally, everyone thought it was, didn't they? The way he wasn't getting that move this summer early on was because his performances probably weren't up to it. I think he's probably just had, what, one goal and one assist, was it, or something like that in a Wolf shirt. It wasn't exactly like he's uh, 
like you set the world on fire. But fair enough, their interest comes in quite late. And it just seems like a very weird chain of events because there's rumours coming out now saying that basically the terms were agreed with Man City, the personal terms were agreed with Man City before Wolves even knew there was an offer on the table, which is just all very shady and backhanded. And then you really can't compliment the way he's handled the situation personally at mm. all, really, because he'd have come into Wolves, he signed a long a, a long contract, he'd be getting paid a, a lot of money. You know, it's probably close to the Matinho level of 100 grand a week, isn't it, to even get him here in the first place. And to handle it, basically go on strike and throw your toys at the pram a little bit. I mean, that, that doesn't really ring like the sort of professionalism that I think a Pep Guardiola would expect from his team. So it, it's just left a bit of a bad taste in the mouth, really. And to be honest, I'm quite happy today because I, I didn't want this to drag on because it's a lose-lose situation for us because either we're stuck with a player who doesn't want to be here and has to then try and be reintegrated back into a squad where he's basically said, screw you to your teammates. In, in, in the last week because he's got an offer on the table. But you can't blame him for wanting to go to Man City. Every footballer in the world would want to go to Man City. They're the best team in the world, aren't they? Let's be honest, by a long way. Yeah. So you can't blame him. But there's, there's ways of going about it where you could have handled it a bit better. And I just didn't want to be stuck here with him after he didn't want to be here. So I'm glad they finally got the offer up a little bit. It's probably still a little bit low compared to what we wanted, given we have to give Sporting some. But it's it, it's just been a bit of a saga that's left a bad taste in the mouth, really. Yeah, Badis, what do you think about him refusing to train while it was all going on? Yeah, I think Jack captured it quite nicely, didn't he? But um, that sort of behaviour isn't right. I mean, he isn't a world beater yet. He hasn't set the world on fire here. He's had a couple of good games and that's about it. Uh, watch me come and have to eat my words in a couple of weeks when he's unbelievable for him. But, <laughs> you know, it's just non... It's not professional behaviour, is it? You don't. You mm-hmm. shouldn't do that as, as a professional sports person. Hold a club to ransom to walk out the door. And from the situation it was, I think Wolves have probably done a pretty good job of it, getting something back in return by the looks of things. Um, a young prospect that wants to probably come and prove himself and you know make a name for himself and get that next big move. So mm-hmm. hopefully we get a, some good years out of him. I haven't seen a lot of him. I know that Sheffield United fans were very complimentary of him in the Championship last season. Um, but other than that, I don't know too much and I can't really offer that much of an opinion on him because it's pretty pretty new news the thing i found weird for it i mean five million is decent jack but it's a 50 percent sell-on clause for that tommy doyle which is is that unheard of you ever heard of a 50 percent sell-on clause that, that seems quite high but it's it's just a classic big club move isn't it that they can probably put in something like that um the, the thing that and i, I don't know obviously write tommy doyle off before before he's come or anything but i've always a bit skeptical about taking players from big top sides who don't make the grade. I, I was trying to think, like, who's the best player who was, you know, a young player, should we say, not one who's coming, like, towards the end of their career. Who's the best player we've, we've signed from a top six club who were, came in at a young age and has actually performed really well? And I can't God, think I can't of think. any. No, like, no. I, you just think that's the ones we've had, like, bloody... Borthwick Cameron Borthwick-Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, those sorts of names are the ones... It's like the hand-me-downs from you know, Arsenal, like Ali Adier, or these sorts of yeah. players who, who I, I don't, I can't remember anybody who's tore up the trees, but, you know, I, I think this this lad is, is rated in Man City. He's rated by the Sheffield United. Obviously, he played quite a lot last season and they went up, so he can't have been doing too badly. Uh, yeah. He scored in the FA Cup quarterfinal, was it? I think? Yeah. To get, to get, the, that. 
because they did quite well, didn't they? They got, I think they got to Wembley, did they, Sheffield United last year? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's something there. And if he wants to come and fight for his place in a team, because obviously trying to get into the Man City midfield is, you know, it's near impossible, isn't it, even for a very good footballer? So it, it's just nice that we're actually having very, very late in the window. It seems like it's going to be a fun two days. There's actually some names flying about with like coming from quite warm sources as well, like Fabrizio and these sorts mm. of places and, you know, papers in France and these sorts of things. So hopefully now, after what has been probably up until now, the worst transfer window I can remember in our in my <laughs> living memory. It it might actually save it these last few days, but we just got to draw a line on the Nunes thing now and hopefully take that money and reinvest what we can. Yeah, just before we move on from Nunes, Bayless, what do you think of the fee? Do you think we should have got more than 60 million? Apparently it's 55 million with add-ons, which gets to 60 million. I thought we'd be looking for like 70 million odd because that Tommy Doyle just... deal apparently is completely separate. Yeah, and if that's Euros, remember, not uh, pounds yeah, as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean... I don't know. What's he done that justifies him being a 70 million quid player? Ran for Man United's defence. He's played well. He's, a good, he's clearly a good player. <laughs> but I don't think he's... Look, Wolves could have held out and pushed him back to January and then we'd have, you know, he might not have played. City might have low-balled again or something and then we'd have ended up with a player on big wages doing nothing. So, at the end of the day... It's a player back. It's a what forty-five million quid in the kitty for thirty spent, thirty-two spent or something. Um, so you just take it, and you know it's not the sort of person you want around your team, especially when we've got a real tough job this year of just staying in the league. Like, yeah, all well and good having a good player, but if he's going to start souring the dressing room and you know thinking he's the big I am after a few a handful of decent games in the Premier League, then he's probably not for us. He can. You can go and play in the Carabao Cup for City and come on and get 10 minutes every third week. Mm. What you said, though, I I, I refuse to believe that these two deals are completely separate because if if you think a a young English midfielder who's had a very good season in the Championship for 5 million quid, uh, that doesn't add up to me. That, you know, these days that's going to be an extra probably 10 million on top of that, uh, really, for, for that sort of player. So I think this has been a case of they wouldn't come up to the asking price we wanted for Nunes, but instead they've taken a bit off the other deal as a sweetener and just to get it both done at the same time, which, you know, probably works for everybody involved. So, yeah, I'm just, just you know, glad that let's just get it done and get it over the line, man. We can't risk him staying here because he obviously doesn't want to be here, really. And that's fair enough. I, I, I'm guessing he only came because he knew Walsh was a stepping stone. But, you know, he could handle yourself a little bit better. There's no way Neves would have done something like that, would there? So, exactly. you know, yeah. like... No, yeah, he just well... takes the blood money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Nunes will do a goodbye interview, sat at Molyneux crying. I doubt it, but uh, it's yet to be seen. Uh, let's move on to the Everton game. We're going chronological order. Jack, it's three wins in three away at Everton now. It's for the first time ever. What was your initial thoughts of the team? Huang was in for Nunes, obviously he was suspended. And Bueno came in for eight Nori. Was you happy with the starting lineup first off? So, to be honest, yeah, I think everybody sort of predicted the only way to uh, swap. Well, you need, Huang needed to come into that team because the only one who looked like he could score, to be honest with you. So, Huang for Nunes was the obvious one. I was a little bit surprised for the eight Nori Bueno swap, but mm. you know, I know obviously they, they changed that round in the game as well. Um, to be honest, though, in regards to the performance, particularly in the first half, I was very worried. <laughs> I thought we were bloody rubbish, to be honest. I thought it was a matter of time until Everton scored. Um, that blo- that bloke who we have criticised quite a lot, even even this season, for certain aspects of his game, e.g. his kicking, 
had an absolute blinder when he just has a shot to save. He's just like, <laughs> it's just, he's, he's a different different human being. And obviously, really, uh, man of the match performance from Jose Sar, which kept us in that game. And even though we got a little bit better in the second half and created a few chances, I still think Everton looked the most likely to score, to be honest. Um, but then, you know, what happens if you just stick a big man up front and try and get a ball into him? You've seen it in the past. It's not something we ever usually try and do as Wolves, but it, it just it just worked. And, it, you know, Everton must hate us because we go there and win quite a lot. But I remember like last season, that was Lopetegui's first game, wasn't it? We were pretty lucky yeah. then, but we weren't bothered. I think they'll be hating us even more after the one the other day because how how they didn't score like one at least one or two really they must be looking at themselves and thinking like what have we got to do to score here creating these <laughs> chances and Jose is just just everywhere but the, the the worrying thing was that they did create a lot of chances and they're a team that's lost their first two opening games the same as us so I, I, yeah. it's it's a good it's a good win it's, we needed to get points on the board not not a perfect performance though but credit to the goalkeeper and credit to to our goal scorer really just you know sticking sticking to it. Yeah, I mean, Bayless, you you were the only one on the podcast last week who kind of stuck up for Jose Sarr, like me, Mark, Sam, all wanted Bentley in. So Gary O'Neill, fair play to him, stuck to his guns. And that one save second half, as like Jack mentioned, when he tipped it over, he's won yeah. us the game off that save. It's really Mark annoying, God. isn't it, that, that that is save of the season. And oh. Alisson goes and does a equally ridiculous save for Liverpool <laughs> in, in the same weekend. But yeah, he kept it in the game. I, I was actually chatting with a mate who's an Everton fan um, just over the course of the since the game. And he was said to me, God, it was like watching Everton play Everton. And I thought, yeah, it was like <laughs> watching Wolves play Wolves. Um, sometimes you've got to ride your luck a little bit to get results, but they were mm. those chances. I mean, their chances were as bad as Cunha's at Man United. Yeah. And we lost that. And we lost that game. So, you know, you win some, you lose some, as they say. Yeah, we, we were poor first half. We went, Juan got injured, didn't he? And when eight Nori come on uh, left midfield, I thought it worked really well. Do, do you think we should do that going forward, Jack? That bueno left back, eight Nori. Because he put the ball in for Fabio, the one that was offside. I think he's really uh, good left wing, eight Nori. We need to talk about Fabio, actually, now you've said that. But yeah, you remember when, when Lopetegui came in, he started playing eight mm-hmm. Nori in that position. And it looked good then. And then suddenly he fell out of favour. So... I like it as an option, whether it should be the permanent thing to have Bueno and Aitnori in the same side. It just looks a little bit, maybe too forward-facing and attacking. So I don't know how that would leave us open, sort of going down that side. Um, let's talk about Fabio for a minute, because he likes scoring goals yeah. when he's offside. He can finish when he's offside, <laughs> which is, you know, I, I feel for him because he's, he's done what he had to in those situations where he turned out to be slightly off. But what about that one where, God knows what Pickford and the defender are doing. Like, Pickford just needs yeah. to come and clear that, and he just stops for some reason and lets Fabio in. And granted, I'm guessing Fabio didn't think he was going to get there. So, you know, he, he was a bit, a bit set back. But he's got to be hitting the target, isn't he? I knew he was going to miss. As soon as he ran through, <laughs> I thought he'd be putting this wide. You'd put your house on it, wouldn't you? And you could tell by his face. I mean, we've got to get on to Blackpool. Obviously, he scored there, but it's a completely different level. But Bayless, he's got to, he's got to start scoring, hasn't he, now? He's getting a bit silly. He had two great chances at United. Obviously, literally carbon copy against Brighton. One offside goal, as Jack mentioned. Mr. Sitter. Is he going to come yeah. good or I, not? I, I mean, don't know. As I've said, I've turned over a new leaf. I've got a much more positive <laughs> outlook on everything. And he's had his chances. He is he's got to come good. I can just see it. He's he's looked too good and too lively to not bag one. And then once he bags one, it'll start to roll. I've I've mm. got it. He's gonna score Sunday. I'm I'm fairly confident of it. What were we not having the same conversation and saying the same thing about Fabio <laughs> two years ago? Like, yeah. you know, he's creating chances, he's getting involved, it's just a matter of time, the floodgates will open. And it seems to be history repeating itself a little bit, but he is getting involved. He is 
having chances. It would be more rude if he was off the pace and, and not creating chances. So I, th- I think it's a bit too soon after three games, particularly when I know he, you said he, he scored last night in the League Cup, but a goal is a goal and it. You can only score against what you're playing against. And at least he's scored. So let's let's see how it goes. But I think we have to have a little bit more patience with him because although he's been playing a decent standard of football in the Dutch league, it, it's not quite up to the pace of the Premier League, I don't think. So it, it will take a bit of adjusting. But Jack, he's, eight, he's only 21. So Jack, our strikers in a couple of games now score more goals than Wolves strikers have for the last two seasons. Just be happy. <laughs> just, just enjoy the fact we've actually scored goals. And, uh, yeah. you know, we've just got to string it together. We just, it takes a while. New manager, squads coming together, players in and out. It needs a bit of time. We've, we've had two bad games, one good game, and they've got three points. So is that really the end of the world? Not particularly. Mm. I think Palace my, really is a good tester. My heart was in my mouth when because Decore had one ruled off for offside, didn't he? So we had the rub of the green that day. But one player I want to mention, Jack, I'll come to you with it, is Neto. I thought he was absolutely awful. But that cross. That cross. The goal, <laughs> That's all you need, isn't it? That, yeah, like he literally won us the game. So I, I, if you didn't do that assist, I literally would have said, let's drop him next game. But he's so frustrating still for me. He was good against United, but the last two, apart from that he- assist, I think he's been rubbish. I, I think he's he's looked a bit off the pace, particularly yeah in the last two games, like you said, really. And what, what do you do though? It's one of those weird things mm. because could you keep him on the pitch? Because you know, surprisingly, he was even on the pitch that late when he's he's made such a limited impact really to the game. I know you could argue like like Cunha didn't didn't offer anything either, did he? No, on he didn't. Saturday, no. I think he looked completely off the pace as well. But then when you whip that ball in, and if they have got a big man to work off now, then yeah, I, let's just say. All round, it wasn't a very good performance, but there were some good individual performances, like the goalkeeper and, yeah. and these sorts of things. So we just have to take it like that and, and go and work again. But let's let's say well done to Sasha as well, because, you know, oh, he's brilliant. had to wait a long time for his chance. He got his goal. I don't think he knew much about it. I think it went off his shoulder, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> that confused their keeper enough, so it's fine. Goals. His shoulder's where most of our heads are anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, amazing moment for him because he's like he comes across as such a nice bloke and then documentaries and that. So I was buzzing for him. And what a story as well. Really, all that go, recovery to come back. Just got to go back to the Neto thing a minute because I'm worried about him as well. I mean, the injury he had, none of us have really touched on it and I don't think it's been spoken mm. about in the press. What he did was a really seriously bad injury. Like, breaking your kneecap is fucking up there as one of the worst injuries you can do. So, you know, like they said, uh, who was it? Michael Owen, after he did his hamstring, was never the same player again. Or if you do an ACL, you're never the same player again. I reckon this is up there as one of those injuries that can change a player. It's a, it's a shocker. Well, it has, hasn't so, it? He hasn't I just hope he, hope he tries to find some form soon. He's so predictable as well. He's, like, obviously, it works for the, for the Sasser goal, but he just he don't go down the byline when he's on the right. He just cuts it. And cross, he did a few good crosses against United, but he's got to he's got to mix it up and just try and get down the line and whip balls in or just keep doing that and setting up Sasser. <laughs> just cut it and keep whipping it in. But a huge win. Like It feels a bit like when we, like Jack mentioned, when we beat them there last year at Lothar It's kind of like kick-started our season, hasn't it? And hopefully you can uh, push yeah. us on. But yeah, if you had to, obviously, apart from Jose Sarr, is there anyone else on the outfield? I, I personally thought Samedo had a good game again, but I don't know if you agree, Bayliss, with that one. Well, it's got to be Sarr, hasn't it? I don't think there's... there's yeah, obviously, but any outfield players... I thought we were a bit lethargic. I didn't think we looked at the races, really. I think we created a few chances. I thought Aignori got forward quite well, but then we got caught out the back a bit. So, six six one half dozen the other. Hmm. There's only one place you can really go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's this goalkeeper, isn't it? But, um, 
But going back to saying it was a big win, Harry. Yeah, I tell you, I, I, I agree. I said I think on this podcast before I went on holiday that I was really really worried about us getting to that looting game and not having a win on the board. And this, looking on paper, was probably our best opportunity of actually, after the defeat to Brighton, was our best opportunity of getting points on the board. So it was really, really important. Important for us, important for our confidence, important for Gary O'Neill as well to get someone there early. And now we go to Palace on Sunday and it just changes the dynamics. We're not as desperate, you know, we can go there and just try and get a result. And then, you know, we're another point closer and it's, you can just chip away at it because we do have some difficult fi- fixtures coming up, but it just takes the pressure off straight away and we'll change the mentality of that dressing room like, like straight on. So it was a, it's a yeah, massive okay. win, even though we probably didn't deserve a victory, I don't think, to be brutally mm. honest. Yeah, let's move on then to the Blackpool game. I went up, uh, sat in the billy right upper, the luxury seats, felt like royalty. £63 it cost me. It didn't, it was 15 But <laughs> the shocking thing for me, lads, I sat there, I was watching it. Obviously, the team come out, Johnny's in there, Kilman's at the, at the back, but I couldn't really work out what we were going to play. And it turns out it was a 3-4-3, which was like the old Nuno-style setup. Johnny was meant to be right wing back, but I, he, he did hardly get back. He just stayed up there. But He need to get back. But, no, no, exactly. They hit the post a couple of times, but it was domination. Um, Bailey's but job done, and it's nice to see Sasha score again. Obviously, Fabio got his goal, and your favourite player got a double. What did you make of the make of the finishes? Very happy about. I think Ian made a comment. If you can dig it out, oh well, yeah, I'll go up. Don't worry. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I, I mean, I was a happy man. I've I've always liked Doherty. All of my comments. If you go back to any podcast and me talk about Doherty, I said he gets you a couple of goals, and that's the difference. And he's already got yeah. two. Um, which is, you know, it's pretty good going against a, against a crock of crap, but fair enough. He's got his goal. He's he's trying to fight for a first-team place and it's keeping everyone on their toes. So I'm happy with that. You know what? Do you remember when he scored the winner at Palace a few years ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Were you there that, that day? Good. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, day was... that was? Sorry, I'm going on a complete tangent here. It's Sunday? American... <laughs> no. It's oh. the day our American <laughs> friend, Aaron, came over, who we met through the podcast. Yeah. And bought his sister, who I don't think had ever been outside of Kansas, <laughs> and we took his palace away. And we won, yeah, amazingly, it's brilliant. Um, back over. <laughs> just, just, just for the purpose of the podcast listeners, the comment that Dan was referring to then said that Doherty scored the same amount of goals in six minutes as Samada has in two years, uh, referring obviously to his brace against uh, Blackpool last yeah. night. Uh, but one, one thing that I liked about it, obviously, I, I didn't go to the game last night. You're the one with, with all the inside info there, Harry. The one thing I liked about it is. Even though we made changes, I know like Fabio and Kilman were sort of sort of there probably for the starters from the other day. Dispatching lower league opposition at home in the cup is something that we should be doing as a Premier League team, and historically something that we've always struggled with a little bit. Like that's 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 what Man City would do to Blackpool. They'd score five against them with their reserves, and the fact that we we've gone and done that is you know it's it's a promising sign really, and it also shows I think that the players who are on the fringes who got their chance last night. Trying to get, are trying to get into the team and taking it seriously, which can only be a good thing because if they just not turned up and it'd been slow paced and they, you know, they, they turned up with the mentality that they were going to win anyway because of who they were playing, it could have been a very different outcome. But it sounds like they were very professional and and they, they, you know, they mm. were the dominant side and hopefully that's a, a good thing for the whole team and it's good for us to have a an easy night, even though you know it's only only the league cup. I'd say, it, but if we get through a couple more rounds, it'll be the best thing ever. Yeah, John White's put here. He said, "How did Johnny play last night?" And someone else put in the comments, "He just did what he wanted." That is literally what he was like. He just stayed up there. He had one shot where he cut in. But but if you see any any way Johnny gets back into the Premier League team, so I don't like. I, no, I, feel, I, I really, really like Johnny yeah. as well. Yeah. I love Johnny. I don't know he had bad injuries and that's probably crocked him, but he's too far off it now, isn't he? 
Yeah, definitely. He, I thought he'd be gone. He's gone. Yeah, I, I, I thought he'd have left to be honest with you. I think if if some club would have come in in Spain and offered two million, we'd have bit their hand off to be honest. Um, just because you say he's not been the same player since the injuries, but remember when he first came in for us and we replaced Barry Douglas with him? He was just he was just superb, wasn't he? Like mm. that, those first like two series seasons in the Premier League, he was he was instrumental in in, in our success. So it's a shame, really, but I, I can't see him getting much first team football with the way that um, the way that we're setting up and the way that Gary O'Neill seems to have favoured his lineup so far. To be honest, mm. yeah, the, the one bad thing that did happen in the game—I don't know if you saw this on the highlights or it's been mentioned—but uh, Hodge pulled up. He was like running through, and he. Yeah. I think I hadn't heard the updates on it, but it looked, looked a bad one. So I don't think he's going to be available for the weekend. But he played well. Like we had seventy-two percent possession, nine shots on target. Like we, had, like as you would expect against a League One team, but they all tried. That's what I really liked about it because in years gone by in the Carabao Cup, we've struggled, haven't we? So that was what impressed me the most. Um, but yeah, it was a, a nice routine win. But what was really good to see as well, like Alfie Pond come on, Harvey Griffiths and Nathan Fraser actually scored the fifth. So it was really good to see some young lads get a chance. They probably won't get in. But uh, that, Alf, that Alfie Pond looks like probably out of the three, I'd say. Maybe Fraser, but might be the most likely to get in. But Bayless, would you like to see any of them be on the bench someday? <laughs> they might have to be, the way it's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they've got no choice. Yeah. Um, I'm perfectly happy with them having to go. I mean, there's nothing. It's one of those games where we've got a bit of a free it, right? We're going away from home and we can sort of have a go at it. So, a young, hungry player coming on for the last 10, 15 minutes to try and grab a goal. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, problem is, I'll be bricking it if we're 1 0 up and trying to defend the lead. Mm hmm. But uh, just, sorry, Ray in the Ray in the comments. I'll just yeah. get it up. He put Sarabia man of the match. That is a shout. Like someone like Sarabia could have been not asked against Blackpool. Let's be honest. But he was really good. Like he was involved in most of the goals. Put a lot of effort in, and I reckon he could be a contender to start after that performance Sunday as well. Would you have him in there, Jack, or is he frustrating the life out of you like a lot of people? Well, I didn't watch the game last night. I think he's been frustrating in his league performances. But didn't they say, they say like four, three or four assists last night he got or something silly? Yeah, he was involved in most of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, that's... Again, you'd expect a player who's played for the clubs he has against Blackpool to come on and be able to run the show, and it sounds like he did. Would it get him a place in the starting lineup on Sunday? Probably not, but it's a good option off the bench if he is coming in firing in, and we do need mm. a goal, particularly in the, in the later bits. But as I said, it's exactly what you want. You want your fringe players to come in and take it seriously and and show you what you think they can do and it sounds like they've done that which is you know can, can only the, be positive the, the one player that stood out for me as well like it just shocked me a bit Kilman like he like you know we complain about him not really being a captain not being vocal and that he really stood out for me watching it like he was he, he led by example for once which he don't really show in the Premier League maybe because he felt like he had to step up with all the young lads about but because when he's next to Dawson I feel like he just shrinks a bit into I, his shadow but it'd be nice if he showed it a bit more wouldn't it I, I, yeah, I, I know they've given Kilman the captaincy, but I think in the league games, Dawson would probably be a better shout for captain, to be honest. I can understand why they've done it because Kilman's been there longer. And it probably mm. is something to do with what you were saying the fact that when he's not the most senior defender, centre back there, he has to step up. But when he's by Craig Dawson, who's got way more Premier League appearances than him, he's, he's played the game longer. I can understand why he might feel a little bit intimidated. But, you know, it's, it sounds mm. like it was a, the perfect night, really, all round. I, I also had a pie as well, just to let you know they are shite. So uh, I won't have another one. How much was it? <laughs> oh, God, God knows. I had a pie and a pint. So it's like, is it still a deal? I don't even know. I just like tapped the card, mate. It's yeah. one of them. I was, in the, like, I, felt like, <laughs> I was sat behind all the, uh, the the press box and everything. Like, it ain't worth 60 quid, put it that way. 
but a good view at least. But um, should we move on to Palace? Preview of the Palace game coming up the weekend. There's one thing we missed, Harry. Sorry. Yeah, go on. You called up your friends again after the Everton game. Oh, I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so after Everton, got to tell the listeners tell what happened story. when yeah, you phoned yeah. up Talksport again. So, yeah. So uh, <laughs> obviously, everyone. Well, if you were listening to the podcast, I rang them up after Brighton lost my head. So I thought because I said on that call, like we're going to beat Everton. Don't worry. He's going to. We're going to come good. We're going to win. So I rang up again. The producers obviously recognised me. They were like, "Yeah, get on, son." <laughs> and uh, I got on, and straight away, Gabby knew who I was because he was going, "Oh, you want a trophy parade? Do you want a trophy parade?" And I was just about to get into it, just getting warmed up, and then Oara went. Oh, sorry, Harry. We've got to go to Man United. Ten Hag is being interviewed. And just cut me straight off. Gone. Uh, okay. What What <laughs> did you get in like... there? I didn't listen to it. What did you get in um, just before you got cut off? I, I just said, um, oh, it's funny, isn't it, Gabby? Uh, you know, you've had us to go down every year. I, what did I say last week? We, you know, we've played well against Man United, dodgy against Brian, but we're going to go and beat Everton. And I said that. And he was going, oh, you want? To... he just kept going, you want a trophy parade, dude? Do you want a trophy parade? He kept saying that. So if he'd have carried on longer, me and Gabby would have just been arguing again. But I'm not <laughs> ringing again anymore. I think that's the end of it. Oara, we didn't, we weren't having any of it. He wanted me gone. I think he was buzzing, but they had to speak to Ten Hag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I must have loved that though, especially when the producers thought, "Oh, it's this bloke again from last week. Oh, we had to clip it up produ- last time. The- Get him on." Yeah, like- <laughs> I could hear, I could hear the producers hard on when, I, when he realised who it was. I could hear it, I could hear it on the, on the thing. <laughs> they love it. They absolutely love it. I was, I was going to be really smug and like act like, ah, no, but it wasn't to be. But I won't be ringing them again because they are absolute. Idiots, but yeah, should we move on to Palace? Should we should we go on to yeah. Preview Palace? So yeah, they've um Bayless, they've won. I think they lost to Arsenal and they've drew. Always a tough place to go. You just mentioned though, Magic Doherty goal a few years ago. I think we've had a few stinkers there as well. But are you confident going into it? Do you think we can get a result there? It is a tough place to go. I think last year we lost there two one narrowly. I've seen us draw there one all in a last minute goal and then the win there. Mm. I don't know. I know a lot of Palace fans living where I live, so I really want to do them over. Um, <laughs> it is a tough place. They haven't started badly. I thought they played quite well against Arsenal, actually, from what I saw of it. But at the same time, they're not the threat they probably once were. So mm. hopefully we can try and nullify them a little bit. Play play like we played at Man United. Get on to them. They're probably a quicker, stronger team than Man United. But there we go. Um, I don't know. Palace fans weren't very optimistic at the start of this season. Just passing conversation with quite a few of them I know they weren't optimistic and they've had a fair start but it is one of those games you go and target as as I just said like a free hit right you're going away from home it's a team you can beat you just throw throw the kitchen sink at it and have a go so hopefully we set up like we did for Man U be attacking be aggressive get the big lad up there get some balls in the box and hopefully we get something I mean I want to get something because to start Stand in that utter shithole for two hours. <laughs> Get wet. It's just, it's the biggest shithole in England. I, I'm, Luton actually might be worse this year, but it is the worst away end. So I just, if, yeah. Oh, anyone that's got to get the number 75 Buster Croydon needs to get a decent <laughs> result from the end of it. <laughs> Jack, what team would uh, you start if, if you had to predict the starting line? Oh. I think it's just going to be the same as. I say Everton, do you think it'd be the same? Well, the Wang's injured, so that's it's Wang. Well, well, that's the thing. So, the thing is, we're running out of like sort of midfield players at the moment because we've lost mm. Nunes. I, I think Hodge's injury, by the looks of it, was quite bad. Well, from what I've read on Twitter, so they're probably going to need 
we, we need to bring in reinforcements in the midfield area straight away because we potentially lost two players in the space of 24 hours there. Uh, I know we are looking to do that with 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 what's been going on transfer-wise. But in mm. terms of being ready to start and play on Sunday, I don't know because it, it's a bit of an unknown quantity at the moment, Palace. Obviously, they did well towards the end of last season. I think four points from three games so far is probably what they'd call par for their supporters, probably what you'd expect, really. Obviously, better than us. Tough place to go. But that, yeah, how, how do you how do you really set up for this? It's going to be a difficult one because I, I think we really need to try and limit the number of chances that the other teams are creating because Brighton tore us apart. Everton created loads of chances. We won't get away with that every week. No. Like that game could have been three or four nil. And, and you know, it, after 60 minutes gone with the, the way they were creating chances. So I think we need to be a little bit more... Uh, not too defensive, but we need to set up a little bit better and just limit the chances and be a bit more compact, particularly in the middle. But the question is, how do you do that with the players that you've, you've got available? And it, yeah, I'm ranting here because I just don't I don't quite know the answer. I know you flirted earlier with saying let's play eight Nori and Bueno in the same team, which which could happen because it worked quite well so. the other day. So, but is that too attacking for this game? I, I don't know. Well, defense, I think so. having eight Nori there, it's like eight Nori is a bit of cover defensively, though, isn't he? Like having him on the left, like get back and help Bueno. But Bayless, would you start Kalabjic after his winner, or would you just stick with Cunha and Fabio? Yeah, this is where I'm sort of struggling with it because. I like the way we got balls into him and he clearly holds the ball up. But I also really like the way Cunha runs at people. So mm. maybe we play a, oh, I don't know, this is getting into realms of ridiculousness here where you try and play a couple of holding midfielders, have Cunha sitting in front of him so he can run with the ball and have Glidic and Fabio up top. But it's a damn dangerous formation trying to play that way. <laughs> but Jack, would you start Doherty over Samedo after his two goals in the week? <laughs> Maybe we should play Doherty up front. Yeah, <laughs> he's finishing them real. <laughs> like, he's our best finisher. Um, I, I don't think Semedo deserves to be dropped based on his performances, particularly obviously defensively. He offers very little he's going been forward. very we good so that, far, really. hasn't he? But he has been yeah. he has been good overall, exactly. So, uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'd be against bringing Doherty on if we were chasing the game, because he's obviously more of a mm. goal threat. Um, with regards to would I start uh, Sasha... Um, Probably not. I think if your big man comes on and you score in the late minute, that's an option you've got on the bench then. If he can come on and yeah. do that. And he's probably not had quite enough game time. I know he played last night as well, so probably needs a bit of a rest. But didn't actually didn't Fabio play the whole game last night, I saw pretty much. Yeah, but yeah. He come off so, towards um, the end. But I know he's only twenty one, but um you know, he's he's got a fair few minutes this this uh, this campaign so far. So I, I wouldn't necessarily change the strikers. But, you know, if, if they want to try something a bit different, uh, it's down to what Gary O'Neill reads into Palace, really. He's, he's the guy to know whether we need a big man or whether we need mm. a guy who can't score. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I just got to bring it up. I was going to bring it up when we did the transfer bit at the end. But did you see that Samedo, there was that rumour that, that Man United wanted to swap him for Wan-Bissaka? What's that all about? Like, I, I we're always that, linked yeah. to Wan-Bissaka. What a, what a strange one. But I'd rather have, I think I'd rather have Samedo at the moment. I'd rather have Samedo. Wan-Bissaka crap in the first couple of I never of thought games. you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> he's defended really well. He's been a no, serious yeah, think... asset this year. Yeah, definitely. But uh, Jack, if you had to have a score prediction for this, what are you feeling? Uh, uh, I think we will probably lose. I'm going to be optimistic and say 1-1. Uh, Bayliss? Oh, I don't know. The realist in me says an optimistic one all. Mm. I'd love to say like 2-1 Wolves, but... Yeah, I'm going to go for 2-2, two, two, I think. I don't think we're going to win. But um, you got any better nods for it, Bayless? To, uh, I do. I've got a few for you. Wet our appetites. I did a little bet builder. Um, draw, 
Final result to be a draw. Sarabia to score in 90 minutes. Four plus corners each team, 33 to 1. Not nice. too bad. Uh, a 1 0 Wolves, Fabio Silva to get the goal. Only 55 to 1, but that's pretty good that's... for a 1 0 win. <laughs> it should be about 500 to 1 the way he's been finishing, but yeah. <laughs> and then. I don't know why. Ari and I were talking before the game. We picked these, but they're absolutely ridiculous. So I apologise in advance. Eight Nori to grab the first goal because of how he's been getting forward. A two-all draw, 400 to one. <laughs> you never know. He's left wing. And then, Harry, I've done your special bet for you. Neto <laughs> to score first. 4-1 Wolves. Oh, man. Thousand. Yeah, 1,100 to one. Wow. Just, sorry, just on that, I had 4-1 against Blackpool. And when we went 4-0 <laughs> up, I was dying for Blackpool to score and they smashed one off the bar second half. <laughs> I was jumping up in the billy right. Go, go on, son. Obviously, it's never going to happen. Then Nathan Fraser spoiled my party. But is that all the bets, Spalis? Actually, are yeah, we favourites, Spalis? Sorry to put you on the bar. Are we the dog? No, we won't We are. Give me one minute. Chat amongst yourselves. I'll, uh, I'll dig it out quickly. I'll, I'll do some very brief ticket news while you're doing that. I mean, I can't yeah. I can't think for a minute that we'll be favourites away at Palace with the way we've started. Um, but there's not a lot to say, really. Um, one point of note is the Crystal Palace away tickets actually went down to just normal season ticket holds, I think. They, they didn't sell that well at all, but granted, it's a Sunday 2 o'clock in a terrible ground, a terrible place to get to. No when this train strikes on, yeah, exactly. So I can understand why the appetite for that wasn't um, wasn't too good. Um, the next home game is obviously that Liverpool game, which is on the 16th of September. There's a handful of tickets mm. left for that in the green stand, which are on sale uh, to members at the moment, I believe. Is that an early kickoff, uh, Jack? That's a half early? 12. It's on TV. Yeah, yeah it's half yeah. 12. Um, and then international break as well isn't there before that which is a bit annoying so it's throwing the ticket news out because the next away game after that is Luton away which will have about an allocation of 15 tickets for given the tiny are they built? ground size are they allowed are we allowed to go like, are they allowed I, I, I don't know I'd hope so by the 23rd of September but um, <laughs> yeah, they can't. otherwise they'll have to play all their games after Christmas like um so yeah so but, but there'll be a very small allocation for that it will just go to the uh, away season ticket holders I'd have thought because we're only going to be able to get about a thousand tickets and that's it for the immediate. I did find, I've got the results. Uh, results. The results. What's the I've score got the better score? odds. Got, yeah. Um, Palace are the wrong side of even money. 11 to 10 on. Yeah, mm. that's about. Wolves are just over 3 to 1. 100 quid on that. Good, good bet. It'd be a waste of Draw, money. Draws just over <laughs> 2 to 1. Yeah, I'm going to be biased and backers, definitely. I bet 4 1's massive. I'm definitely going to back that. It'd be about 60 to 1, I reckon. But. Um, We'll end on a few transfer rumours and we'll just go through them. Because let's be honest, all these players we're linked with, we never know who they are, do we? Unless no. you're like a football manager, which you ain't got a clue. But I think it's because of the Nunes deal that we, this is all happening towards the end. But this Santiago Bueno has sent her back for 12 million from, I think it's Girona in La Liga. But apparently Lopetegui identified him as a target when he was with us. And then Jeff was like, nah, like no money. And now <laughs> they're letting Gary O'Neill get him. So nice to get a centre back here. We've been dying for that, haven't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, young as well, twenty four, decent, mm. good age. Yeah, I know nothing. I know nothing apart from the fact he's Uruguayan. That's that's about it. But uh, they're yeah. always shit houses, don't they? So that's a good sign. It, it's, it's a position that it's a position that we need we need to 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 you know get reinforcements in. I wouldn't be confident if there was a long term injury to Dawson or Kilman with Toti or Johnny having to step yeah. up and be centre back. So we we need another person. 
Yeah, the, the other rumours, Enzo Gonzalez is an attacker from Club Le, Libertad. Obviously, no idea, but do you think we need another attacker? That'd be f- he's a really young yeah. lad. He's a, he's only 18. 19, yeah, 18, 19. Maybe that's one they'll just sell on and we regret it, like Goncalves. Uh, Ian Nacho. Do you see the Ian Nacho rumours as well? That, that's, that's the one that got me a little bit excited when I yeah. read that. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him at Leicester, really. I know Leicester have done quite well in their start to the, to the league, but I'm not sure if he's been been playing or not i don't know really uh, but that's yeah, one that you know he, he, yeah he, yeah he can, you know he can score can't he so that's mm. that's any player who, who scored goals in the premier league who wants to come here then sign him up the, the big one that's come out today is 25 million for habib diara another yeah, one that's, i'm not too sure about but people are raving about that one that's that's the one people are, are excited about isn't it it's from well, what's one of the french teams isn't it i'm not quite sure which one it was but um again I'm, bait- I'm basing my opinion just on basically what I've read on Twitter, but people seem excited by that one. But I think the latest thing I saw is our first bid was rejected like a couple of hours ago. So that's one. That's, it's going to be an exciting 48 hours, really, which usually yeah. is really boring as a Wolves fan. So I thought we'd have nothing to talk about about transfers, but it's all of a sudden hotting <laughs> up. But the other one as well, I noticed that it's slipped by me a bit. It was Guedes has gone back to Benfica on loan. You annoyed that he didn't get a chance at Wolves by this? <laughs> no, it's absolutely crap. <laughs> Get rid of him. That was a, that's a big waste of money. Um, that's oh, a massive God, yeah. waste of money. That is it's like, a that's, huge like, waste of money. That that's one of the. If I we think get ten uh, million back, we'll be lucky. Somebody mm. somebody said uh, I read just on Twitter that that's probably our worst value pound for pound signing ever, and I think it's worst probably right. Paul Gladden. Yeah, but don't yeah. know. I mean, pound for pounds, like much how, how much we spent on him, considering how much game time joking, we got. Joking. So. Um, <laughs> And the other thing is, Twitter's going to be terrible for the next couple of days. Because the rumour mill's churning, and there are some real ones in there, there's going to be so much crap. Yeah, definitely. And I want to know what's going to happen with Pedence as well. The last I heard it was Celtic, wasn't it, for 12 million yeah. or something? But Went a bit quiet, though. He's he's like unfollowed us on social media and everything, and he, so he's got to go. He's like a rotten egg, and you know, hopefully they sort that I- one out. I think with the way it's been going, there's quite a few players that even if a bid of around five million pounds came in on the last day, that we'd consider it. Like you said, like Johnny, Johnny, you said, said yeah. Podence, these sorts of players who basically a few players who've been here a few years and probably you know played last night as well, who aren't been going to get into this first team anytime soon. I think they're just cashing on them. To be brutally honest, um, mm. I don't blame them. No, yeah, it's a shame with that one. But like even Nunes going, like you say, the Wolves a few years ago when they were saying they only get people who are like really nice blokes and that. But I feel like that's gone out the window, hasn't it? With the likes of Nunes, Pedence, even Guedes. Well, I mean, look at Neves. Like he played to the end. Even Traore played to the end, didn't he? They, like if Nunes should have done that, to be honest, come training. But Matinho was a bit bad, wasn't it? Like yeah, the way he, he went out. He was another a one. Few times, so. A few times. A few times. He yeah. was a bit of a pain, I don't know. He, but... I think if you get a room full of 24-year-old millionaires with egos and mm. slapped all over telly, they're never always going to be nice blokes, are they? No, of course not. But Matinho was like 35. You should know better, really. Oh, yeah. Well, he did, didn't he? he... Yeah. Um... I, don't, I don't know how true this comment from Dino is. I don't know if it's just a joke, but he's saying that 5 million to sport in for the dense porky cheese press is actually kind of, I don't know if that's a joke or not but if it is you've <laughs> done me you there yeah just one more thing I want to mention before we go I've, I ain't put it in the notes or anything it's just come back to me did any of you listen to Cody on the Ben Foster podcast no oh, I, I saw a clip yeah. of it but I'm assuming yeah, most people listening to this like Wolves fans honestly listen to it it's so like some of the insight Cody talks about from the Nuno era especially 
like a really, really good listen. Um, you okay. can tell he still obviously loves Wolves as well, but but obviously you lot slagged him off, so maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's there's a point about a month ago when I was thinking, God, why have we sold him? We could really use yeah. him now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be in a relegation slog battle. We'll, we'll play we'll play three centre backs. Screw it, it's fine. Just let's just get him back. But yeah, it's nice that he's talking nice things. I, I will actually have to go listen to that. And, uh, it was funny as well because Ben Foster spoke about. Remember when we beat Watford four 0 and Neves lobbed it. Yeah, and he said genuinely that day the South Bank just rattled him. Like he admitted it. Like he said that they got oh, in his really? head. Yeah, really. It's, it's interesting because obviously the history, of the FA Cup semi final. They talk about yeah. Foster was there winning, but really interesting. Listen, if you want to listen to that and you haven't, but lads, uh, we've got through it somehow without Sam. They, honestly, oh, yeah. hosting a podcast, is, he makes it look so easy. It's fucking hard. <laughs> it's fucking hard. <laughs> well, I think it is. Like Harry. Yeah, we got through it. But uh, Bayless, say goodbye to. We've got 142 listeners. I think that's a record. Wow. Yeah, Thanks for tuning goodbye. in live. Mm. Cheers. Yeah. We, are we going to do one next week or is it international break? And it's it's international break. So we might, but probably not because Sam is going to be in Cyprus and uh, we might do one the week after. So then we can like talk about Palace if it's still relevant. And yeah, it'd be nice to have Sam back. But yeah so see you everyone please uh like the video if you haven't already and thanks everyone for your comments and thank you everyone for watching we'll catch you next time bye sports social podcast network hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.